and just started like screaming like horrified like no clue like I rush into his room and it's pitch black and like I always like sort of grab him it's like okay did you shit yourself like I just like tap his pants like is there his pants wet it's like no he's fine then I pick him up and then I realize like oh your face is wet I hope like is it a bloody nose like what's wrong and then it's like nope that's vomit it's like oh uh, god it's like (laughs) it's like it didn't even occur to me that that could happen it's like oh that's so much worse (laughs) that's probably not the worst of all the things, uh, of all the bodily fluids that can come out of your kid at that age, what is uh, what's the worst? Is it? He's got to be poop, right? Well, I mean, blood. You're panicking in a different yeah, way. Yeah, that's so true. If we're not counting. Like, well, no, no, blood counts. I'm, let's let's count blood. But like, I mean, it, it could be. I guess it could that that could be a scratch. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. obviously, copious amounts of blood is going to be the number one by a long shot. Mm-hmm. Um, but like just a common occurrence of blood, like a scratch, like a boo-boo, you know? Yeah. Bloody nose. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have to go vomit just vomit? from the, okay. cause it, it takes over multiple senses. So it takes your smell and that triggers your stomach. If you're around it, it's the texture that you could possibly feel when you're right. cleaning it up and then you see it and I, I don't know. I, Cause I feel like poop has a distinct smell it, depending on the texture of it. It's pretty consistent with the smell. Compared yeah. To the I vomit. can, I can smell poop and know exactly what it's going to look like. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Like, do, do like you, a superpower, <laughs> you, but you, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like, like that, that real dry, sticky, dark Brown poop that has a very distinct smell to mm-hmm. it. The no. green, like the neon green, like you've been eating a bag of spinach. That's got a very distinct smell to it. Um, so when, when you say you can distinguish like that, are you saying for just yourself? Or are you saying for other people, as other well? people, other people as well? Yeah. Like say they use the yeah. bathroom and then you go into the bathroom. And yep. You smell that. You're like, I know exactly. Oh, I know exactly, I know what, exactly was. what was in that toilet on the, on the next George center. They're just going to be, Showing you bags of shit and asking you what they smell like. No, I don't know why no, you would say he, that. That's he goes to the local fair in North all. Carolina and it's his talent. He's yeah, exactly. He gets your weight. He's like, I can get your poop. Uh, blue ribbon shits. I'm in the blue ribbon <laughs> shits tent for sure. Uh, happy I'm early. Go a little younger. Okay. My answer and say the meconium poop. Um, if for nothing else, the shock factor. Oh, the first time you see it, yeah, and you're yeah, like, yeah. Oh my god, what the hell is this? And then you realize. So okay, for people, it's normal butt. For people listening that don't know, uh, explain what that is. And I'm so sorry for all the, the shit. So talk. it's, uh, I mean, the, the gist of it is it's the first sort of poop that the kid produces. Yeah. And it's just like, what, what's the, what's the name of it again? Color. Marconium. 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 Okay. That's not an award given to a radio Mar- host, right? No R. Marconium. Maconium. Okay. All right. So Greg, Greg like Cody didn't win color. one of those, like right? Extra dark. It's like it looks like tar. It's yeah, tar. It's yeah. like, it is. Yeah. It's like that got like a consistency, and you're like, you've never seen it before because obviously that's not what normally comes out of most of us. Right. And right. it definitely freaks you out as a as, especially as a first time parent, even when they say, just be aware, you're still not ready. And it's just got this distinct just smell that's different than any other. That's awful um, for me yeah. anyway. Yeah, it's awful. It's awful. <laughs> okay. But- all right. All right. Personally, personally, is there anything worse than throwing up and it getting into your nasal cavity? That burning sensation that happens whenever you're like you're hunched over and it just it like comes out of your nose. Like that is the most painful 
thing in the world to me. Yes. It, it's it's like nothing quite replicates that burning sensation like that, I don't think. So I told this story off air, but my wife, when she was pregnant with our first child, uh, had drank some tomato juice and was going to work and the subway made her motion sickness. She got off the subway, puked, came out her oh, nose. Oh, God. So now she had the burning sensation mixed the, with the uh, tomato juice uh so the acid from the tomato juice and the stomach yeah, oh so my it, and it, god and it, it lingered for about a week and if she's she's upstairs right now but if she can hear me talking she's probably gagging right now because she can't look at tomato juice ever again oh wow oh it ruined it for her yeah. so okay so VA for christmas right has there uh has there is there any food and maybe not maybe it was just because you ate a lot of it at one point in your life. Are there any foods that are ruined for y'all Schweitz? You're not part of this conversation because you're an, a fucking child, but, uh, aunt, uh, are there any foods that have been ruined for you that you can't eat to this day? Um, offhand, there's nothing, there's nothing that will just like make me gag or make me like, like a visceral reaction to, right. but there are certain, there are certainly things I avoid. Cause I remember the last time I had this, it did not end well. Gotcha. gotcha. Um, one for me was definitely, I, I forgot where I was. I was at one of the food, you know, the national food chains, Applebee's, Chili's, Buffalo Wild Wings, whatever. And I got their spicy wings uh-huh. and like five minutes in, I was like, this is not going to end well. Oh and no. <laughs> I didn't make it to their bathroom on time. And I didn't miss the toilet when I threw up, but oh my, and I had it actually come out my nose, which made it that much worse. Um, and I'm not a spicy food guy in general. Right. Um, I mean, I like spice, but I don't like heat for the sake of like, I want to burn my mouth. Right. And these were definitely hotter than I expected. And I definitely paid the price. I had one. I'm like, ah, it's no big deal. I had two more. And I'm like, nope, this is a big deal. And this right. is not going to go well for me. Damn. So, all right, Allie, what about you? What foods, if any, are ruined for you? So this actually ties in perfectly with Thanksgiving week. So last year, I guess there was a stomach bug going around the elementary school. So my oldest threw up the chocolate pie from Marie Callender's because we had just had Thanksgiving dinner. <sighs> oh, no. And he had he he ate, I think, two or three slices. But an hour oh, or so later. Wait, you said your oldest? Yeah. So he would have been eight. I thought you said my old ass. Oh, I no, thought, I no. thought you said my old ass threw up the chocolate pie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I misunderstood. Sorry. Yeah, no, ass pie contest. <laughs> yeah, but I was uh, like, I was like, why? Did, what does the age got to do with this? Okay. But it was so bad. It was all he threw up all in his bed. And of course, he freaked out. So it was all over him. Oh, so I'm trying, I threw him in the shower. I got his stuff, just threw it outside, took the hose to it. I'm gagging in the process. My husband can't go anywhere near it because he's triggered by just the sa- the sound of vomit, the word vomit, all that. So I need to keep him away, keep my dogs away because, of course, they were getting in it while I was hosing off. So I'm outside trying to keep the dogs away from the throw up. Of course, they're eating it. So I, of course, start throwing up because of the smell and the dog's eating it. And then they're probably going to regurgitate. And it's just a cycle like, you know, the human centipede. But I had washed it so many times. The smell never came out. So I just threw away the bedding and had right. to go get them new ones. But yeah, the one of the arguably one of the greatest pies you can have during Thanksgiving dinner, the chocolate sure. pie from Marie, yeah. Marie Callender is completely ruined for me. 
Damn, so that's sad. Un, that's unfortunate. So for uh, for me, it was not anything that happened to me. It was it was similar to, to what you're uh, talking about, Allie. Um, my oldest, um, we were driving back from Pennsylvania and he had he got motion sickness pretty easily when he was young and he had just had a tuna sub from Subway. Oh. And he all of a sudden we hear him go, I think I'm going to be sick. And within five or six seconds before I even had a chance to register what he had just said from the very back of the vehicle, he was throwing up everywhere, just like all over himself, all over the seat. And I like it. And so we had to pull over at a gas station and you want it like it sucks enough, like dealing with this stuff at home, but dealing with it in a car on a road trip is like another level of just. Uh, the absolute worst so for a while there tuna subs from subway i i just uh completely uh completely killed my vibe for them so um this is probably the least appetizing way we could have ever started a podcast in the history of podcasts this has on got thanksgiving be, week on thanksgiving week this has to be the absolute worst way uh, to keep listeners. Um, everybody has tuned out by now. I know it, but, uh, anyway, welcome to midweek mentions. Um, so what do we got for topics this week? Allie, what do you got? So I was actually intrigued by the, I guess they're called the metal lockers now that Dan and Kate and Howard Bryant talked about the missing tennis player in China and do athletes necessarily have that big of a role when it comes to speaking out against human rights. And I just thought it was a really interesting discussion because I have to deal with this in the sport that I follow the most, which is racing with formula one, that they constantly go to the countries um, that are known for human rights violations. They just raced in Qatar and they're racing in Saudi Arabia next week. And their most famous driver, Lewis Hamilton speaks up openly about it. He had a commission, um, of investigative journalists and people on boards and former UN councils um, that found um, racist uh, people within Formula One and the racing industry within the UK and that people of color were being held back or not getting the jobs that they deserve because of their color. So he is active in trying to do the right thing, but it's like he can only do so much. He's not going to sit out a race because it's not in his lane to do that. It's uh, up to the FIA and the countries and the ambassadors and the presidents of these countries to try to work something out to where it's not just, hey, we race as one and we recognize that this country has a known record for human rights violations. We're actually going to physically do something, you know, up to the point of pulling these races out of this country and taking my money away which yeah. I don't know if it's ever going to get to that point or not. Sunlight is the best disinfectant, right? Like you, you, uh, there, there's, there's, uh, there's, what's the, what's the saying? An immovable object meets an unstoppable force. You know, like some of these countries' governments will, you know, particularly in the Middle East, like where some of these races are held, uh, they're wealthy enough. They, they'll just, 
uh, form their own, you know, yep. uh, uh, race league, um, yep. uh, uh, exactly. racing federation or whatever. Um, China is the same way when it comes. If, if the women's uh, tennis uh, pulls out of China, they they have no issue with that. Like they they allow it because the population over there enjoys watching women's tennis and they, they have great athletes and stuff, but they'll just form their own uh, their own thing. Um, so yeah, I, uh, it, it's a tricky, it's a tricky line. And, and, uh, Dan, Dan walks this line where he, you know, he kind of, kind of gives athletes shit sometimes for not speaking up on issues, but at the same time, he uh, doesn't want these leagues and people to be in the morality business. Yeah, the Stugats is strong in him. Exactly. So, so there is a little bit of like, of wanting it both ways i think um uh, from dan but also i mean that's that's his his uh opinion on the issue as should everybody's uh, is continually evolving so i'm not gonna like you know i'm not trying to catch him in a gotcha moment or something like that and i think it's hard because like i'd sit here and love to say if i was a famous athlete and i had the ability to say china you're doing bad shit I want to think I would do it at the same time. You know, if I'm giving up hundreds of millions of dollars, I can see that it's hard to right. want to be clear and concise and stand up for freedoms that you would stand up for in your country without necessarily, you know, hemorrhaging your athletic prowess or your league's, you know, performance. You know, had LeBron come out and said, screw you, China, the league would have lost billion dollars conservatively probably right probably or hundreds of millions of dollars that they certainly don't want to lose they certainly you know it makes player salaries go down and makes team values go down and makes all you know there's a rippling effect and so i think it's it's a hard and complex as many topics it's hard and complex and it's not black and white it's very gray at the and like i said at the same time and i forget who made the point on that uh on that discussion but at the same time, we're we're dealing with such big sums of money that if you're if like at what point is enough? You know what I mean? Like the the the, the thing about capitalism and the thing about these leagues is that uh, uh, the 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 game for capitalism is uh, exponential growth. Right. You have to grow year over year over year over year, except you don't actually you don't have to that's just what everybody expects to happen and if you don't grow year over year over year then you're seen as a failure that is a that is a conditioned way of thinking it is not accurate um uh player salaries going down if the max contract is 36.5 million dollars instead of 38.5 million dollars it is anybody's life affected by like actually affected by that absolutely affected, not. no but perceived effective unfortunately but perception is what you make it well, like sure. like perception if we if we just change the the perception to nobody's life is uh, I, i'm sorry but like the 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 famous persons you know i hear this from like musicians and athletes all the time where like you're taking money out of my kid's mouth motherfucker i feed three 
growing boys on a lot less than whatever millions and millions and millions of goddamn dollars you're talking about. So, you know, cry me a a river, you know, and I'm all about athletes getting as much money as possible. Why? Because billionaires are their bosses. And I don't think billionaires should exist in the first place. So I have little to no sympathy. And these dudes that are going out and breaking their bodies, I want them to make as much money as possible. Uh, But at the same time, they're the ones it, it sucks because these athletes who are actually the like in the system itself of like of of owners and athletes, they're the least paid, right? Mm-hmm. They're yeah. the least paid, but yet they're the ones that like uh, uh, are most famous. They're more famous than the actual owners themselves. Right. They make a lot less money than the owners. They don't own an asset, a money-making asset like a team that just doubles in valuation decade after decade. And yet they're the ones that uh, cause all the problems if they dare speak up about it. And they're the ones that stand to actually lose like the potential earnings that they can make from being an incredibly gifted athlete. So like these assholes that own these teams, they they contribute nothing of value other than the fact that they're like they have more money than should be legally allowed. Right. Like that's their only thing that they're bringing. Yeah, they have a checkbook. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The athletes are the one making the product anybody wants to watch. Um, They're the ones going out there and like like being the greatest in the world at their job. And yet it is all on them when everybody looks for the perfect opinion that is going to get a point across and, and, uh, and be the, the social socially conscious person, everybody wants them to be. LeBron James brought in about $500 million to Cleveland at a time when there was nothing else going on in Cleveland. Yeah. 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 Just, just his presence because there's no reason to go down, down downtown Cleveland in the winter you know, there's eight football games, but after that, you know, all those bars were full, whatever he was playing. So like hundred percent when, when he left, like that was a big deal. It wasn't just and know, that, that first w- time. I, was that the, was that the first time he was there or the second time he was there? Because I like I, 500 million. I'm just saying that sounds conservative to me, honestly. First time um, for sure. But yeah, it just people went downtown. It helped you know, bars remodeled because of it. Like it's, you know, the same way that Dan sort of says, you know, we got to build the studio because LeBron came down to South beach. Like yeah, that yeah. happened to downtown Cleveland. Like they got a, a, a bump in, you know, in rebuilding themselves. It which, becomes the place to be. Um, there, there is a, I don't believe in trickle down economics, except when it comes to uh, like a, an intangible asset, like LeBron James playing in your city and suddenly being, being a gravitational pull to, uh, to, to money. Essentially you're, you're yeah, absolutely like, correct about that. I can't even imagine what the Knicks fans are feeling like that just bought tickets to see LeBron play tonight. And he's not even playing because he's suspended kind of thing. Like, I wonder how much ticket sales went up because the Lakers were in town and LeBron was playing, but now he can't play. Only time I've been to a a Hornets game in the past uh, 20 years is to see LeBron play. Um, uh, when, when he was with Cleveland and I knew he would play, I knew it wasn't going to be a rest game because he always plays in front of Michael Jordan. Those are the games that Jordan is at. So I knew if I, if I had a ticket to this game, I was going to get to see him play. Um, so that, that was, that was pretty cool. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, uh, 
it's it's a very tricky thing for LeBron to be in the middle of. And I also am a big subscriber to the fact that athletes are allowed to have the certain areas that they're passionate about, kind of echoing what Mike was saying. I don't need LeBron to be a scholar on Chinese politics. You know what I mean? Um, I, I don't think for a second that if you sat him down and asked him what he thought about human rights, I don't think he's going to say, oh, I'm not a big fan. Uh, like, that's just a stupid thing to think that LeBron is going to have uh, as far as an opinion goes. I think part of the problem with the LeBron situation, from my perspective, is he jumped in sort of with both feet, criticizing Maury saying he was foolish and all the different things he said when he could have just easily probably said nothing. Yeah. Or yeah. been like, you know what? I, you know, like, cause I don't expect him. Like I don't go to LeBron for my political commentary or knowledge base. Sure. Sure. And I just, part of me thinks he could have done better by just being like, you know, I, I can't sit here and talk about topic a, because I'm just not knowledgeable. Yeah. At the yeah, same yeah. time, I, I, I think part of his problem is, especially now with his movie company, he wants Space That's Jam huge, huge to be yeah. played in China yeah. Yeah. and not necessarily just to make himself money. I'm sure there's a part of him that says, I don't know, there's 80 people that work at the company. Yeah. yeah. Some which are probably, you know, not necessarily cleaning toilets, but are in the low end of the totem pole. And, you know, well, he's a he's a he's a company and like, he, he's, you know, he's he's. He's not an NBA franchise, but he's a company that's providing for other people. And maybe I'm giving him too much credit. I'm sure there's some part that that might be in his brain somewhat. Sure. Just the way I've seen him act about, you know, having his friends taking care, not even taking care of his friends, but like wanting to make whatever the tent is that he's under as big as possible and as inclusive as possible. I just think he could have saved himself. If he didn't want to come out and say what we probably think, which is true, which is human right violations are bad, he probably should have said less, and then there would have been less controversy or less, you know, news about it. Maybe I don't know. Agreed, agreed. And uh, uh, I did want to to just bring. I won't go into it. Everybody can do their own homework on it. But uh, Dan wanting to interview Enos Cantor. Uh, Dan needs to look into exactly who Enos Cantor supports yep. politically in Turkey, <laughs> yep. because exactly. the dude is not good. Enos Cantor has a lot of issues with his. Uh, essentially, Enos Cantor is is acting as a mouthpiece for this guy who is kind of a radical cleric in uh, Turkey. Um, and uh, I'll just leave it at that. Do your homework on who Enos Cantor supports politically um, in his uh, uh, country that in, in Turkey. Schweitz. I just wanted to add, you know, obviously when we talk about athletes being activists, Muhammad Ali is the, the, one that comes to mind for most people. Sure. Um, all of us were a bit young to fully understand during the time what he went through, but just getting a grasp on sort of the complexities of the socioeconomic issues that took place. You know, one of the things I always think about is, you know, when he went to do the fight in Zaire, Zaire was being run by a dictatorship. There's well known that they rounded up all of these people illegally and held them and you just you know you never hear people say oh what were ali's views on that government when he decided to do 
that there. It's just, yeah, it's just yeah. so complex. That's not a bad thing. It's just, I'm always just, it just the curiosity comes into play there. But I S- similar, just, yeah. s- similar to the old adage, there's no ethical consumption under capitalism. Um, there's no ethical anything when you when you step foot outside your door. You know what I mean? Like there are uh, no, no matter what government you like, like I don't hear the same people criticizing like the NBA for playing games over in China. Well, uh, uh, Barack Obama visited Milwaukee and uh, who was it? What what two teams were scheduled to play the night that George Floyd was murdered and they the NBA shut down in the bubble um, when, when that happened? Uh, what 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 occurred? Um, they got talked into going back out on the court and playing the game and going along, um, even though they were pissed off and angry and rightfully so the team from Milwaukee was. So the, the we're, we're guilty of doing the same exact thing here, whether it's Lewis Hamilton uh, racing in Cotter or, or the UAE or wherever else we do the same shit here yeah. where the show must go on yeah, and give me, give we me have my sport. plenty of human yeah. rights violations going on in our own backyard but yet we cannot fucking wait for another country to take the the front and center spotlight so we can point at them and we can we can get pissed at athletes for uh for participating in whatever they've got going on overseas so i'm gonna get off of my soapbox now jesus christ i'm sorry for hijacking your topic Allie. let's move on to uh to to something uh something else i'm sorry that was a great topic though yeah, Do you I, sit I, on toilet seats in the pu- in a public restroom. Oh, so, hell yeah. Hell oh, yeah. yeah. I My, sit on it. I, I never use that paper. I feel like that's such a waste of a tree. Why do you're, people you're act like the climate change by using the paper? Why do people act like they need their ass to be clean enough to eat a meal off of? Like, like my ass is dirty already. So if I stick it on something dirty, guess what? It's still just dirty. It doesn't matter. Like, I'm not going to sit in somebody else's poop or pee that's visible. But like that, it's like, get over yourself. You know, you know what? You know what, asses? Get over yourself. And in theory, you're going to go home and shower that night or the next morning anyway. It's not like you're like, yes. I've got leprosy forever because I sat on this toilet. Seat. Exactly. Nobody's eating yeah. sushi off of my bare butt cheeks. You know what I mean? Like that. That's not a thing that happens and in my was, household. I don't know. I mean, if, if that's something you're into, cool. But like, that's. Oh, hell yeah. That. <laughs> but there was also something like some sort of study done in the last five years that like money out of an ATM is like a hundred times dirtier than. Yes, the absolutely. And no one bat, bats an eye about doing that stuff. Yeah, exactly. All right. What do you got for topics this week? I just wanted to go around. And ask everybody what's their favorite food at Thanksgiving. Okay. Okay. It could be a mainstay. It could be a side. It could be a dessert. I just want to hear what you guys love that you can't wait for Thursday because you're going to have a big old pile of X. Schweitz is excluded from uh, from this conversation too. No, I want to hear. I want to hear. No, I'm just joking. Right. I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm absolutely joking. So hit us with something, Schweitz. What do you? Aunt, I think Aunt just said we're going to do a big pile of X at Thanksgiving. Yeah. Is that what you said? All yes. right. Drugs in the, the ant household. All yeah. right. 16 to of counter us. the Lots of drugs. sleepy turkey. <laughs> All right. Schweitz, what is, what is your mainstay for Thanksgiving? What's your favorite? So food? it's hard enough because I don't get to celebrate Thanksgiving at the same time as the rest of you. God. So, so such it doesn't. A loser. Fucking Canada. Um, <laughs> you should celebrate yeah. both. Claim both. Yeah, exactly. That's just we a Ohio. Claim yes. both. You're a split so household. 
Yeah, we we end up now ordering pizza on Thanksgiving and like you know sort of ordering takeout and stuff like that. And then they do Canadian Thanksgiving. It's mostly the same foods. It's just not on a Thursday. It's on a Monday, so it's sort of a long weekend instead of getting Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you know, off and watching football. But uh, yeah, my go tos are going to be mostly desserts, uh, pecan pie, pecan yeah. pie, however you that's, call that's, it. That's my number one. Pump, pumpkin pie, like both of those, mac and cheese, everything else. I'll just pick around. Okay. All right. So, so pick one. Like Aunt said, what is your favorite? Pecan pie. Okay. All right. All right. I'm sorry I had to do that to you, but um, I'm going to go with, I'm, I'm going to be boring and just echo what Schweitz just said. Pecan pie is like my absolute favorite. Um, it's my favorite dessert of all time. I only eat it around the holidays um, and it just tastes extra, extra delicious during the holidays. Allie, what about you? So I have a confession to make. I've never had pecan pie. I don't think I've ever had a pecan. And I know I'm not like a you're from North Carolina, Allie. I know. I just don't like nuts. Will's a diabetic. He literally risks his life to eat this. Seriously, I could die with every bite of a pecan pie slice. Maybe for Christmas, I'll try some because I already have my pies. All right. Hold on, Allie. Go get a pie. Go get a pecan pie. And next time we record try it for the first time when we okay. record all right and tell you. us tell us how you like it and it'll be on clearance probably too yeah post thanksgiving sale that's <laughs> oh, what i'm well, gonna they, do my black friday shopping Christmas i'm gonna get a pecan too. pie yeah i mean in most grocery stores have fantastic store-bought like just in the the bakery section or the yeah I'll, go, I'll get a Publix one i'll get a legit yeah, one yeah yeah get, get a get a public pecan pie it, it'll be absolutely delicious all right Aaron, or go can, ahead. sorry you can you can even get like they have them like little tarts versions of them that taste pretty much the same they're just yeah, much smaller pre- so if you just uh, want to sample i've seen I like swirls is that what you're talking about like a no, little swirl no 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 god no god no 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 there's no doughy like they're, they're not okay. they're not pecan swirls Absolutely it's not the not. exact same thing but like you know if you're walking through Publix and don't want to share with anyone you can find one of those i that, to, to me the crust ratio and the crust of a pie is my absolute favorite part but those things tend to be way too dry um, the little individual size ones that are about this big that you see at the gas stations sometimes when you're checking out, don't get one of those, get a full size pie, like get a cold glass of milk to go with it. Um, and, and a little, I tell you what's even better is if you nuke it in the microwave for about 20 seconds, put a scoop of vanilla ice cream on top. Absolutely I'll do amazing. both. I'll eat one slice regular yeah. and one. Okay. The will method. Hell yeah. But my favorite thing to eat is green bean casserole. Cause I make it fresh. Okay. All right. Yeah, like I do the chopped up mushrooms, chicken broth, garlic, all that kind of. Okay. That's I'm super excited to eat that. I think I have only ever had bad green bean casserole because the green bean casserole I've had I have not liked. So I need to try yours. And this is your topic though. What's your favorite? So I'm gonna throw out two, and then I'll give you my top one. Okay. First, a turkey drumstick. I love a drumstick. Okay. I'm just a big fan of it. Dark meat. Um, Good choice. In general. So so that's one of my mainstays. And the other one for me, I'll go dessert as well, which is a chocolate pudding pie in a graham cracker crust. Okay. I just love chocolate pudding pie. And so that would actually be my number one. Okay. Do you ever dip the turkey leg in the chocolate pudding pie? I have never dipped the turkey Sweet leg. Sweet and salty. But, yeah. it, 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 you know, maybe, maybe I'll, maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll, I'll do it and I'll record it for you and send it to you to uh to throw up in hell yeah dude <laughs> um, so for me chocolate pudding pie is my absolute favorite um i usually make it at thanksgiving or if i'm with my mom i'll get her to make it because 
I can be a little more lazy. Um, and so for me, that's, and I might also have it once or twice other times throughout the year, but Thanksgiving, most definitely it's a, it's a, it's an important part of, of my Thanksgiving. No doubt. No doubt. Um, I also love a good homemade macaroni and cheese where you have like the, like the, the cheat, like it's that macaroni and cheese where like the cheese is like unevenly distributed throughout the macaroni. It's almost like a casserole consistency. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about? And like, and there's, there's that, there's that thick layer of, of like browned cheese on top. Crust on the top. It's almost like there is egg in it or something. You know what I'm talking about? It's that That, like congealed. That is just, I, I don't know exactly how it's made, but anytime I'm at a potluck, I know exactly like when I can just tell by the surface, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like a geologist, like, or like an oil prospector where like, I can just tell, tell the way the ground is right there. You know, I can just tell by the cheese on top that that's exactly the type of macaroni I want. So that stuff is amazing. That that's a, that's a solid one for me. Um, all right. Yeah, go ahead. Ant. Also, I want to throw out the three fat guys pick desserts and the thin lady pick vegetables. <laughs> well, I also so love deviled <laughs> eggs. I don't know if that's like a staple at y'all's Thanksgiving. Oh, hell I yeah, love absolutely. deviled absolutely. eggs. Oh, my God. I crush like an entire like carton. Also, uh, uh, I, I got to say, and I know Ant will probably disagree with me. Um, turkey, very overrated for your meat. Oh, get the at, hell out of here, turkey. Nope. Yeah. Get yeah, the hell out like, of here. Like ham. A ham for 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 Thanksgiving, um, and like everybody else says, I could skip the main meal um, if I could just get the turkey and the ham for for white bread and mayo sandwiches afterwards. Yep. Like that's all I mm-hmm. live on after Thanksgiving for like yep. a week straight, or used to. Now I watch what I eat and I go to the gym twice a day and all sorts of bullshit. But um, yeah, I wouldn't call turkey amazing. I just happen to like. The, the drumstick part. Yeah, it, it's yeah. not a drop dead. Now, for me, ham is usually Christmas Day or Easter or both. Right, right. Um, more so than Thanksgiving. Also, my wife doesn't like ham, even though I love it and my kids love it. So we usually have it like once, maybe twice a year. But right. I do love turkey. But I mean, if you told me tomorrow was going to be or Thursday was going to be, you know, a couple of Cornish game chickens, I'd be just as fine yeah. having two of those drumsticks as Martin's Martin's potato rolls uh, for ham sandwiches the week oh, after. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely fantastic. And during the meal, my grandmother used to do uh, homemade biscuits uh, with uh, blackberries and butter. So you you split a biscuit open, you put a a piece of butter on each of them, let that melt. And then she would stew these blackberries uh, in in some sugar and a a couple other things. And you just spoon the the blackberries on there. Um, Just you, you. it's the most incredible, most decadent thing ever. And they used to uh, my, like I grew up eating that for breakfast whenever I would go visit my grandmother. That was like a regular staple thing. So she would always do that around the holidays. Tons of great dishes from her. All right, Schweitz, what do you got for topics this week? So mine was also food related. Just wanted to know, does anybody have any good stories of when they've messed up recipes? You know, they converted something wrong, added, you know, double of a of an item didn't cook it long enough just right, any, right. sort of mishaps fun, in the kitchen f- fun food horror stories gotcha um Allie? yeah no, well, go ahead I, yeah i've got a pretty good one so we had a friend over we were in north carolina and we were making that uh velveta jalapeno mac and cheese and i didn't bother to read the instructions because i was lazy and i decided to 
instead of wait till the end to put in the jalapeno, like the chopped up jalapeno parts when you're supposed to put it on after you put the cheese on and it's already cooked. I put it on in the boiling water and boiled the jalapenos in the water. Oh, and no. then our eye, all of our eyes started burning. Yeah. <laughs> and we had to run outside and we were crying and we were having to put like ice packs and stuff on our eyes because I turned my kitchen into like a like a chemistry lab uh, uh, hazardous chemical oh my uh, god do like scenario. an eye wash and everything so yeah now i read Jeez. instructions for boxes now even though i thought i had out- outsmarted it and now all right ali sounding like a, a a man right there uh <laughs> deciding to wait until you uh <laughs> fuck something up to read the instructions that yeah. that sounds like par for the course around my household whenever i'm in charge of something um i'm trying to think if there's like i have screwed up a lot of food over the years, but I don't usually cook the Thanksgiving meat. Like usually I'm at my in-laws or I was at my grandparents' house. So I haven't really screwed these specific meals that we're talking about up, but I, I can't, it's just, I mean, dozens and dozens of times I have fucked up something that I have been cooking uh, for dinner or over salted something or applied. Because here's the thing. I don't follow recipes ever. Like I pretty much just come up with whatever I'm cooking on the fly uh, with whatever flavors I have on hand. And I know what works. I know the proper length of time. I know like the the technical aspects of cooking like meats and stuff so i will just like last night i made this this like kind of italian like this parmesan chicken with like an an olive oil and rosemary kind of base to it and just made a bunch of egg noodles to go with it and and just and then put like flake parmesan on top of it um and just added a couple other like italian seasonings and stuff so um I don't know what that is. I'll never be able to recreate it probably, but it was really, really good. And everybody enjoyed it uh, or they were convincingly lying to me. And what about you? So I, similar to you don't have a good story associated to a particular holiday based meal, but one of my favorite stories, which I find is just funny is, so I'm a big espresso drinker. Um, and oftentimes I'm using a mocha pot which is, you don't know, it's basically a small little pot, maybe eight inches high. You put water in the bottom, then you have a filter, then you put some grounds, and then you have the top part. And the the water steams, goes right. through the grounds, and ends up in the top. The thing is, there's the filter that holds the grounds, and then there's a filter that goes on top, so none of the grounds make it into the coffee reserve. And I don't know, just one time I was making it, and I forgot to put the top filter on and I let it go and I'm in the other room, just, you know, reading a paper or doing something. All of a sudden I hear boom. And I'm like, what the fuck was that? And I go into the kitchen to see that the pot has exploded and my ceiling is covered in espresso and coffee grounds. Oh, oh no. <laughs> it's like everywhere. And I'm laughing because there's nothing I can do with this. Point. Right. Right. That's, but that's exactly like, my reaction. I bet it like smelled that. really good though. It, it, it definitely had a, it definitely had a, had a nice smell. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember that. And I'm like, oh, I just got to clean that. I mean, luckily enough, it was a, I mean, it, it mostly came off relatively easily and we've since remodeled. So all that drywall was long since gone, but that's one of my, that makes me really laugh. Cause I was just an idiot and just didn't put the filter in and the pot exploded and the espresso went all over my ceiling. So That's amazing. That's really funny. Um, 
so uh, I'm not going to let Schweitz uh, unmute himself because, again, it sounds like he's in a subway train station. Schweitz, that blanket is doing absolutely nothing. You are like you are wrestling with it. It does not do a damn thing. Um, so uh, uh, Schweitz put in the chat earlier that his wife screwed up instant mashed potatoes by putting three times too much milk in the recipe, which I will say it is impossible to screw up instant mashed potatoes because you just add more flakes. If you have more liquid, like you, you just have more flakes, you put oh, milk in it. I thought it takes okay. water. All the other ones I've, you just have you can use either and, um, one you can, can use either one i guess that's you like a can of tomato I mean, soup you can use water a little bit milk. creamy yeah. Yeah, I, I use water and then add heavy cream, like heavy whipping yeah. cream um, and some butter. Basically, I realized the other day when I was making instant mashed potatoes, they're just a vehicle for every possible form of dairy in your fridge. So <laughs> you butter, sour cream, yep, heavy sour cream, cream yep. milk. Uh, uh, yeah, like like anything that you have All that's made out of milk, you can put it in the instant mashed potatoes and it just makes it taste amazing. Um, any kind of cheese that you have, like there, there's another form of milk. Um, yeah, it's just it's incredible. Schweitz, you're absolutely right. If you are actually out of flakes, then you're up Shit's Creek. Um, <laughs> maybe maybe some cornstarch if you have that. Maybe thicken it up with uh, with cornstarch or something. Schweitz, you were about to say something. You 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 mouth moved and everything. You shook your head. Your mouth moved, and then you didn't say anything. You lost confidence. My my computer froze for a moment. Oh, oh so that's oh, why gotcha, gotcha. I couldn't hear what everyone else was saying. It, di it didn't freeze on our end, so it was confusing. My bad. <laughs> okay, hold on. Schweitz, say yes. something. Next time when my audio is a little bit better, I'll tell you a story of uh, when some friends of mine messed up a recipe for weed brownies and made them four times as potent as they thought they were. Hell yeah. The, there's a there's a reason that is a common story for so many people. It's because when you get high as fuck and cook, you don't know what you're doing. You're not paying attention to the numbers. You can't do math worth a shit. Like th that's a that, that's a very common thing is uh, trying to bake and and do the proper yields for the recipe. Um, oh, we'll just Don't double this. Baked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's a good mantra, like like uh, uh, Biggie's uh, 10 crack commandments. Um, don't get high on your own supply. Don't bake when you bake. Yes, I love that. Aunt. All right. Uh, great topics, everybody. Um, I hope you three have a fantastic Thanksgiving dinner um, or whatever you celebrate. I don't I don't really celebrate Thanksgiving. I kind of just do the meal thing. But like it's kind of a bullshit holiday. I just want to put that out there. Um, you know, not down I hate with seeing whole... family, so it's my least favorite holiday. Yeah, yeah, there's... I like it. It's too stressful. It, it's very stressful. And as yeah. you get older and you have kids, and like Chris Cody said on the show, like having to like that's the worst part is having to split, or maybe it was Billy, I think, having to split your time between you know to both sides of the family. And then if you don't get to see one side of your family because of distance, you feel guilty as all hell. Um, you know, it, it's just there's so much stress to it. And I am all about abolishing, like still give me the time off of work. I, I don't want to go that far. Like let's, let's stay that, you know, keep, keep that tradition alive. But other than that, uh, fuck everything else. It's bullshit. That's all right. I like far away from both sides of the family. I don't have to go anywhere. Yeah. Nobody Yay. comes to me. They're too far. That's incredible, man. I'm jealous of you. All right. <laughs> Great topics, everybody. Uh, and where can we find you on Twitter? At Stiano. S-T-A-I-A-N-O. 
Excellent. Like a professional. Schweitz, where can we find you on Twitter? You can find me at District 12. Okay, weirdo. Uh, Allie, where can we find you on Twitter? <laughs> Hating Publix Pecan Pie. Oh, okay. that's a... Have, I would say at Pecan Pie, but I think it's a porn website. So I didn't, I'm not going to say Well, that. I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> I, if looked, you, I looked up at Pecan Pie and it's a locked account. I'm pretty sure it's a porn site. And then I looked up at Pecans and that's another locked account. So who the Pecan market has Twitter on lock right well, now. Well, I, I was so going to say. If, pecan business, I'm sorry. Is it if, P-E-E-C-A-N? P-E-C-A-N. <laughs> If you uh if you, oh, if you threaten our if you threaten our listeners with videos of you eating pecan pie, you're gonna get some do, weird DMs. I'll do ASMR you know. on the next I'll do ASMR on the next episode, <laughs> like what they're doing. I'll crunch into a pe- Hell yeah. pecan some pie. You can make some money off of that. Yeah, if you I'm I'm sure there's a there's absolutely a market out there for you like stepping on pecan pie with bare feet. I was gonna say can with you my alien ass feet with your, with your toes <laughs> and eat the pecan pie. Oh yeah, with my really my alien toes. I could try that. Ew. My toes that are the same length as my fingers. That okay. All right. That's too disturbing. I need to get off of here now. And you get all this right. all for $9.95 a month. You, you can follow only me. Only pecans. There you go. All, only pecans instead of only fans. <laughs> At Wapple House, W-A-P-P-L-E-H-O-U-S-E. Follow the show account at Lauer After Hours on Twitter and Instagram. We appreciate you listening to all of our horrible horrible poop and vomit talk and uh what else did we yeah and then we we rounded it we bookended nicely with some very uh gross uh food fetish foot fetish talk man we are off the rails tonight all right uh thanks again for listening we appreciate you so much uh go check out our back catalog with interviews from everybody from the show and we will see you next time